What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 56 of the Fuel for Football podcast. I am your host, Sanchez Bailey, and I don't know if you can tell I'm in a better mood. That's because I'm back in Dubai. <laughs> it was um, a really unfortunate, negative... Uh, I shouldn't say those words, to be fair. But it was a bit of a delay that had me in the UK, so I'm back. Everything is all solved now. And, you know, love is in the air, right? Valentine's Day. This is being recorded on. And I guess I have no plans, which is why I'm recording. (laughs) I'm playing with you. All right. So I haven't been able to keep in touch and keep track with football over the weekend because of scheduling, traveling, arrangements, uh, jet lag. And also those late kickoffs do have a problem. I'm not going to watch them because I I try and have an early night, try and get myself ready for the next day. So 8pm kickoff, 6pm kickoff, they're probably not going to be seen by me. But I'm still keeping up with news. And so this message is inspired by recent uh, events. At the same time, this is something that I have been working on personally. And, you know, uh, yeah, I think there's something that can really be empowering uh, from this message that I'm looking to take part. And because this is, it's kind of not a morbid, but it is the last episode we spoke about was contingency plans and do you have a plan B? Do you have an alternative plan? Can you adjust your game? And hopefully you saw that post um, from Kobe Bryant or from myself about Kobe Bryant. I think it's quite powerful to see how detailed he was about, you know, his opponents and how scientific and mechanical he was and analytical and detailed he was just about movement and and habits which is a key term habits of his opponents the habits that they would uh display in in matches sorry i need some water excuse me cheers hopefully he was able to cheers with me and that was beautiful to see and so do you have that, let's just say for an example now, Kobe could have had, no, he's an attacker, right? So defending should be part of his game, but let's just say he's not the defender. So for him to even talk about how he would try and negate someone's strengths by being more defensive, he's actually working on some areas of the game on his end or employing some areas of the game that's not his forte, that's not his best skill level so to speak but he's adjusting his game so that he can negate the strengths of Kevin Durant in that case right obviously he said that he failed to clock Durant KD towards the tail end of his career but it showed that the same approach that he had for KD he must have been employing for so many other opponents and you know I hope that that's something that you can take in to your own careers and stuff but anyway this is not the focus of this episode. This episode now is, how can I put this? Okay, let me give you the backstory. So, sometimes, you know the term, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. I don't necessarily like that terminology or that phrase because it doesn't sound very hopeful, right? And it doesn't also 
really suggest that you are preparing for any positive, you know? So, let's just say if we can rephrase this. So, I'm prepared for the worst, but I'm prepared for the best. I'm prepared for the worst, just in case, but I'm ready for the best, or I work for the best. Um, and, And those alternatives that I've just made up on the spot are a little bit more specific to what you're doing. Preparing for the best, preparing for the worst and hoping for the best places the element of control out of your hands when you're hoping for the best, right? And yes, we know that things are out of our control, but we have to accept what doesn't happen or what happens that is without our control because it's going to happen anyway, right? Um, Especially if you maximise your control. I feel like I'm talking in riddles. How I've been trying to apply it in my life is to prepare for some negative... Like, if I'm honest with you, things have pretty much been okay for me in life. Yes, I've had some real struggles and difficulties. But what I've actually realised in um, recent reflections is that it's how I've been interpreting these things. Like, I've actually... Even just my struggle in coming back to London and stuff, or Dubai, it looks... It actually seemed as if I was blocked from coming back into the country. And it seemed like I... It's such a long story. Maybe I'll do this on another podcast and tell you the whole entire story. But it looked like Dubai was blocking me from returning to the country. um, Just because I lost my passport. So it seemed very negative. And and they was giving me task upon task. and, And they gave me a final impossible task. And I actually likened it for them to them asking me... To get, an, to get Barack Obama to send them an email. <laughs> it's like, it was an impossible task that they asked me to do. And luckily, the impossible task that they asked of me was not needed in the end. Um, but being told something like that, you know it's impossible. So it's like, you know, you could be really down and, I don't want to say depressed, but really negative that you, your plans and your, the things that you've been investing in over here could be cut to a halt you know um i don't want to get too personal again but losing investments and stuff like that like those things there could really bring you down and in my recent reflections i realized that some of these things that didn't really get me down is because how i interpreted those l's maybe or interpreted those um scenarios whether i was gonna you know i trusted that i would be able to get it again and trusted i'll be able to recover from that or believe that I can what else can I do how can I maximize my control and thankfully a lot of my teachers were able to support me during these times and that's why I do the podcast and that's why I do episodes such as this and keep it bite-sized as well because it doesn't need to be three hours for you know, content for you guys right so I've been personally employing this and I and it's no it's hot it'll be horrible for me to hold on to such life-changing and life supporting and um, maintaining values and not pass it on. So, I'm going to reference Kieran Trippier. Now, gosh, maybe I should try and talk to him. He might come, he's injured now, right? So he might even come over to these shores in his recovery. So I'll keep my eyes on him. Um, so yes, he was at, at Atletico Madrid. You know, that was, I think that was a pretty cool move. You know, go Spain, go Madrid. You know, learn the language. You know, you're admired by one of the, the best defensive coaches in the world. 
So you go there and try and make the best of your scenario. And so I don't know how it, how that went for him. I, if I'm honest, I really I fell out of love with the, the La Liga, if I'm honest with you. So I don't know if he done very well, but he was at a point where he felt a move was necessary or he could have been shipped off. Either way, the reason why he moved or his feelings may have been to some level of disappointment, whether he was disappointed with his experience there or disappointed with the move, right? There's some level of disappointment. Um, at the same time, there's, a, there's an area of for optimism, right? And there's two ways you can interpret it. That negative experience of being sold, whether he, it was the, the, the build-up to being sold, the lack of game time, the lack of um, adaptation, the lack of support and chemistry and, you know, adaptation, or whether it was the fact that he was sold when he wanted to stay in Madrid, right? So there is a disappointment there, but then there's optimism. There's things that you could be upbeat and empowered about that actually hasn't been a reality yet. So your interpretation can, excuse me, your interpretation can really guide how you feel in the situation. So um, Kieran Trippier had two paths that he can make. It seems he took the empowering route and he seemed like he's been very impactful on his return to the Premier League, scoring two free kicks. I don't know how else his performances have been, but, you know, that's a habit, right? Free kicks, scoring them as well. So he had to have been practising those and really working on developing his game. And momentum seems to be building. You do that in front of the Geordie fans, you're almost an instant hero. You've got to remind them of a Lauren Robert and a Roberto Solano. You've got to remind them of some of the people that really made them happy, right? A little uh, Hatem Ben Arthur. However, he, I've just read today that he suffers a broken metatarsal. That is what, potentially, potentially the rest of the season. He might capture the, the rest of May um, or some parts of May, but it looks like his season could be done already, right? Crucial years, what is he, 29, 30? Let's check. Trippier age, I don't like to say false information. He is 31. So at a year where he felt like, look, let me just really get a good season in, maybe work towards the World Cup. Season's done, right? And going to be 32 this year. Probably when the season starts again. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's as unfortunate as it is. And as those things were going well for him, and he's working towards doing the very best, I hope that he's mentally prepared for some stumbling blocks. This can help him to be able to overcome a little bit more and then uh, lessen the blow and the damage and and the the mental challenges that these incidents do have. You know, yes, you're not meant to literally think every day when things are going well, okay, I need to be ready for when when an injury comes by. But these are things that you should definitely have in your mind uh, especially uh, primarily at the start of the season. But if you haven't done that, and this is the second half now, you can mentally prepare yourself to force stumbling blocks to occur, but then picturing yourself overcoming them and doing what's necessary to come out in the best way, shape um, and form. You know, you don't need to spend too much uh, mental power on it, but it's these things that you should... uh, be aware of that things can come unexpectedly things can really be sudden things can be very unfortunate too you know um and let's just say i'm gonna speak about trippier situation where things may have he could have maybe avoided that injury right let's just say he there was a scenario or a world where he did 
maybe he could use this moment here to reflect on some of the things that he could have done better. Conversely, he might have been very unlucky and there could have been nothing he could have done. You know, it's harder to accept sometimes when that's the case, where, you know, it's just luck. And if maybe he didn't go in for a challenge or didn't go for the ball, he might not have been injured. But these are, these are the areas where you, you need to now, when your mental preparation is, accept certain uh, circumstances that do occur, right? Why should we be doing this? Because this allows you, by you preparing yourself and, you know, reacting and responding quicker to unfortunate events, gives you more time and more power and more mental capacity to, one, recover physically and mentally, but then also respond, you know, yes, he's going to be in a cast, he's going to be very immobile. And there's ways where he can now start looking towards the recovery, start looking at his game in a little bit more depth, maybe focusing some air on some areas that he feel he wasn't maybe able to notice in his game that he can enhance, right? Um, having some conversations as well, you know, so... There's, there's certain elements that you're, he's able to now respond to and put his focus into rather than focusing on the disappointment, rather than letting the disappointment weigh on him um, as much as it can potentially weigh on him, you know. And, and the ability for you to be able to not allow that to last is down to you preparing yourself to respond to shortcomings and shortfalls and disappointments in the best way possible right and a lot of it comes with accepting the negative scenario but then also focusing on those elements that um, facilitate recovery and empowering empowerment if we then focus on the negative if i focused on me not potentially being able to come to the country i could develop a defeatist mentality and I might not have pushed so much and tried to reach out to contacts, for example. If, let me try and give another example, if Trippier focuses too much on his age and the negative factors, the, the squad, the World Cup squad, and you know how unfortunate it was, and then the injury and maybe the regret of him not uh, making that de- decision and certain movement, or sorry, the regret of making that certain decision and movement, that could block his ability to actually start recovery and start rehab and knowing how long it will take and the steps and, you know, uh, being able to check some elements of his game. It blocks the ability for recovery. And I hope that makes sense to you, gents. And so I don't know what I would <laughs> name this episode, but I can't go prepare for the worst. It's a bit too negative. But it is essentially um, being prepared for the worst, preparing for the best outcome um, and working for the best outcome. I hope that makes sense to you in your in your games, gents, and I hope that can be applied as of from now on, essentially. Take care and speak to you next week, I believe. If it's not an international break. <laughs>